Merry Christmas and welcome to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. Thank you so much for joining us today. I'm Jason Kong here with Bill Alexander. Bill, how are you doing today? Merry Christmas, Jason. Uh, I'm actually, if anyone is listening today, I will be somewhat shocked. (laughs) But for those who are, I'm delighted uh, you're with us and I wish you a Merry, Merry Christmas for you and and your family. you know, Christmas is such a special time uh, for everyone, actually. Uh, but uh, f- for many of us, uh, it is a, a significant time that that's uh, f- important to us, far more than the presence that we might have under the tree. Because, um, and I, I do hope that folks were able to attend either in person or directly uh, Christmas Eve services uh, because uh, for so many of us, this is the time to celebrate the birth of Christ. And, you know, it is a time of rebirth for us, uh, for renewal. Um, it, it, you know, one of the th- things that's so important about the message of Christ is, uh, in simple terms, love and forgiveness. And the fact is, is that for the last couple years, it's been very difficult. Um, uh, you, you know, and this will sound a little bit strange, but uh, having practiced law for many years, uh, when people, uh, um, are stuck at home, if you will. Uh, and, uh, you know, the truth is sometimes relationships gets, get frayed. Uh, and in years past, I'm talking pre-COVID, uh, there was always a, a slew of divorces, if you will, that occurred after the holidays. And I think part of it is because when uh, families, uh, you know, folks couldn't go to work, <laughs> and they were, uh, or they were at home. Uh, they realized that that things were not uh, right, and 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 quite frankly, COVID has been much that way for so many families. And so, if you're fortunate enough to have gotten through the hard times, then there's a heck of a lot to be thankful for, if you will. And. And of course, to a great degree, part of that is our ability to forgive others and to forgive ourselves. And, um, you know, that's uh, an important thing. But, uh, but it's also a time to express thankfulness. Uh, and like I said, not necessarily about the gifts under the tree. I don't know if you got what you wanted. <laughs> but, but the fact is, is that the real thankfulness is is for our family. You know, the fact that we can be together and we can laugh about past times and think about future times, uh, what we want for ourselves, what we want for our children and grandchildren. Um, it, it, we have so much to be thankful for. And even, uh, you know, the, the truth is that, that uh, those of us in who are fortunate enough to live in the United States um, you know, even if we're, you know, not rich, even if we're uh, just making it by, uh, there are very few of us here in this country that don't have a warm place to sleep and food on the table. 
there, obviously, there are folks out there who struggle and don't have a home, don't have uh, enough food, and hopefully we can help those people. Uh, it's important that those of us with more do help those folks who are struggling. Um, but the fact is, this country, that's having a warm place to sleep and having food on the table is, in fact, the norm. And in so many places around the world, it's not the norm. It's only those who are the most fortunate in many places around the world where that's the case. I mean, the United States, without question, is the richest country in the world. And regardless of politics and regardless of whether you are up in the upper end of things or down towards the lower end of things, the, the norm of having a warm place to sleep and having food on the table uh, is pretty darn significant. <laughs> so, uh, and of course, for those of us who have family around us, it's even more. I, I'd always say a prayer for those who have lost a loved one, uh, because I think for those who've lost a loved one in the uh, in the uh, last year, it's it can be a difficult time. It can be sad. It can be lonely, even if you don't have other family around you this time of year. And, um, it, you know, the only thing I can say is that I hope that you can surround yourself with friends and family um, and celebrate those who you have lost. I, I, I truly believe that uh, those of us who are, are still mourning uh, the loss of a loved one, we don't have it right. Uh, we need to to think about the, a life well lived and celebrate that life and and then move on to uh, those who are still here. And that includes our own uh, ourselves. <laughs> you know, we have to take care of ourselves and and then focus on others that we can uh, put our heart into. And and I think that that uh, is a really important message for us around um, Christmas. Now, uh, so Merry Christmas. I I'd hope that folks take that in the, the spirit uh, that is given. Uh, and, and, of course, I will tell you this. This is a, uh, shouldn't be a secret to you. I'm not live today on the radio. This has been pre-recorded uh, this week because you probably you should know that I am not spending Christmas in a radio studio. It <laughs> breaks my heart, Bill. I know. Uh, and, and so for those of you know, the fact is is that, you know, pre-recorded today and uh, uh, that is important uh, in, in the sense that I want you to know that I'm at home celebrating with my family, uh, and and I hope that you are too. Um, for those who are traveling, I say a prayer for you because I, I don't have the patience uh, at this point to do it, and it's a little scary, quite frankly, particularly with this new uh, COVID uh uh, deviant that's going around that that is so transmissible um, and so all I can do there is encourage everyone uh, to be vaccinated and to, to get that booster shot I you know I realize that there are some issues there are issues with every vaccination 
uh, there always has been. You know, there's always a, a very tiny percentage of folks that do have um, uh, issues with the vaccination. But when the vaccination can save your life and keep you out of the hospital, um, you know, uh, all of us know that, you know, we, we have all uh, had our polio vaccines and our tetanus shots and our uh, flu vaccines, hopefully. And the, the fact is, is that we know vaccines, um, are, you know, are very, very important in uh, the safety uh, of ourselves and our family. So all I can do is encourage people to follow the science. And in this case, uh, until a much larger percentage of our population is vaccinated because uh, as I understand it there's still 50 million people out there in this country uh, who are not vaccinated uh, and what that means is the rest of us who are vaccinated we have to be extra careful uh, and so uh, um, it's you know it's sad uh, that so many people are resisting uh, being vaccinated, but the fact is, is that it's far safer to be vaccinated than unvaccinated. So I would just encourage everyone so that hopefully within a few months, this uh, dreaded disease will be behind us and we can get back to, to life uh, as we knew it two years ago. <laughs> That's probably the most popular Christmas wish that is out there is for us to be behind COVID-19. But we've got plenty to get to on the show today. Last week, we talked about important conversations and observations to make, and we've got a follow-up to that. And we'll also get to some resolutions as well. So stick around. And don't forget, if you want to find more information about Bill or maybe you want to schedule an appointment to see him after the holidays, be sure to go to WGALaw.com. That's Bill's website wgalaw.com from there you can schedule an appointment to speak with bill you can also find information about bill's free webinars these cover the subjects of long-term care assistance financial assistance that may be available to you if for you or a loved one dealing with a long-term care crisis and bill also has a webinar dealing with asset protection and trust planning if you'd like to attend these free webinars be sure to go to WGALaw.com and click on the Seminars button to learn more. It's free to register, free to attend. WGALaw.com is the website. Or if you prefer to call the office, that phone number is 919-256-7000. 919-256-7000 or online at WGALaw.com. We're taking a quick break, but we'll be right back. You're listening to Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander, and we will be right back. You're listening to Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander. Learn more about him online at WGALaw.com. WGALaw.com. I'm Jason Kong here with Bill Alexander. Thank you so much for joining us today. And 
Bill, last week we were discussing important conversations to have with family and loved ones here during the holidays, and we've got a follow-up to that. Well, absolutely. And and when I, what I have been talking about uh, are the difficult conversations to have in, in terms of what about what you uh, think in terms of health care decisions, uh, particularly if, if things go downhill abruptly. Um, what do you want your loved ones, your agents, to do if you can't make your own decisions? Uh, uh, health care is, is important, uh, but also financial decisions as it relates to how to take care of things, how to manage money. Uh, or it might be simply a matter of freezing your credit at the credit bureaus uh, so that others can't scam by creating credit in your name or having someone that you trust, uh, it could be your spouse, it could be a child, simply review your bank statement every month to make sure that these weird charges don't show up on your bank statements. Uh, you know, Or it could be worse than that where you need more help and it's very difficult for many seniors to accept help um, and so these conversations uh, can be difficult and I, you know last week I talked about how important it is to approach these conversations in an appropriate way in a positive way it's not about how can I take over it's about how can I help you stay in control and stay independent and be able to accomplish what you want. Uh, you know, how can we help assist that, not how can we take away uh, that control and independence that you've enjoyed and that you want to keep? <laughs> that, that attitude uh, is uh, extraordinarily important when uh, these conversations take place. But this week I wanted to talk a little bit about the follow-up to those conversations, particularly when it comes to uh, homes and farms and uh, investments and uh, bank accounts and assets and resources that people are depending upon to take care of themselves their entire life. Because a goal for most people for them uh, is to take care of themselves, to take care of themselves and their spouse. That's the number one goal. And if they can do that without becoming a burden on their children, that's a huge plus. Okay. Now, there are also, for those who are very fortunate, it, the, the next goal is, okay, we would like to leave something for our children. And for a lot of folks, that something uh, oftentimes is a house or a farm. Uh, and, you, you know, you'd be surprised how many people work so hard to make sure that at least that one asset is protected in some way, shape, or form. And uh, here's, here's the thing that's so important because there are so many people when they realize that their their parent, their loved one, and sometimes it's the parent who realizes it themselves, and they're going, oh, I want to be able to protect what I have for my children. And unfortunately, the knee-jerk, uh, the thing that people think 
that they should do and often should not is to give away their assets to particularly to their children sometimes a grandchild or more but it's a matter of how do I make sure it's protected because if I give everything away uh, the government will take care of me uh, and uh, that's okay with me as long as I can uh, you know pass things on to my children and the fact is is that for 99% of us if we give everything away, the government's not going to take care of us. And it's not about the five-year look-back, uh, which has to do with Medicaid applications. It's the fact that most of us fall through the big hole in the safety net because our income is too high to get assistance until we might reach that level of care that none of us want, and that's nursing facility care. Ask anybody if they ever want to be a resident in a nursing facility, and I guarantee you that the answer will be no, or it will be a whole lot worse than that. (laughs) Think of your worst expletive, (laughs) and the answer is absolutely no. Well, you know, but the fact is that less uh, of aggressive care, you know, assisted living or having people come to you and help you in your home, that's where 99% of us cannot get financial assistance. I mean, if, and if you don't understand what I'm saying, then people need to, to uh, attend my seminar or webinar, I should say. Uh, that's the second Wednesday of each month. And of course, as you know, Jason, I do one uh, free webinar on long-term care planning the second Wednesday of each month. And then in the afternoon of the second Wednesday, um, I do a webinar on trusts and asset protection planning. Uh, and I've never had a single person over the years say, gee whiz, I wish I didn't attend, because <laughs> it is informative. And so those kind of issues are really important. but. For those folks who think they need to give it away, I want to tell you that that, number one, is a very bad idea for the most part, and that uh, you should never try to do it without good professional advice from an elder law attorney. And I'm talking about an experienced elder law attorney because it's elder law attorneys who are steeped in how government assistance work, asset protection works in North Carolina. And you also have to realize that the rules in North Carolina are very different than the rules in other states. So just because somebody says, well, you can do this in Vermont or you can do this in California or you can do this in New York or Florida or somewhere else, does not mean you can do it in North Carolina. And you may be able to do things in North Carolina that you can't do in other states. The fact is that uh, folks do have options on how to protect their property. And as I've said numerous times on this uh, show, that most seniors do not have the right legal documents in place. So it's it's, uh, not necessarily about giving stuff away homes, farms, money. It's about having the right documents in place so that you can do effective transfer or asset protection in the future 
if it's absolutely necessary to do. It's not all about the five-year look back. You know, there are some advisors out there that says, if you want to have an effective plan, you have to do it five years before you need care. And that, of course, is a falsehood. There is a five-year look back, but there are lots of ways to do asset protection right when you're in the crisis. But you have to have the right documents in place in order to do that. So, I mean, the fact – now, why – is it a bad idea just to give it away? Uh, now, just because you go to your local real estate lawyer, can they do a deed for you to transfer your home or farm to your next generation? Of course they can, but you may get terrible advice because oftentimes if you go to an attorney who says, can you do a deed for us? The answer will be yes, and it won't be particularly expensive, but it could cost you thousands of dollars or cost your family thousands of dollars if it's not done correctly or properly. There's tax problems in here, and I'm not talking about gift tax. I'm really talking about income tax because, for instance, if you transfer your home or your farm where you live, I'm assuming you live on the farm, it's your primary residence, and you just happen to be a farmer, uh, if you transfer it out, you've lost a tax exemption that you have. Uh, that, you know, it's $250,000 for a single person. It's a half million for a married couple. So most of us could sell our home and pay, even if it's a, a very valuable home or farm, and pay no income tax whatsoever. But if we transfer it to our children and they find that the home needs to be sold in order to support us because we're not receiving financial assistance, guess what? The children are going to pay capital gains tax. And for a lot of kids, that could mean $100,000 in taxes that they have to pay, which reduces the amount of money available to support you, than if you had sold it yourself. And so... Um, you know, but that's just one problem that you create when you um, when you do a, an absolute gift to your children or grandchildren. The fact is, is that for most of us, we have far less risk in our lives than our children do. So we're transferring it to a riskier situation. And if our children have creditors, uh, and fact is, our children are more likely to have creditors than we are then we've just possibly transferred our property to where a creditor can now reach that property. That's a bad result. But one of the biggest problems is loss of control. Now we don't control our own property without the consent of our child or children and their spouses. And guess what? I've seen that to have a horrible ends in some cases. Uh, and so, um, you know, one of the questions I always have is, is the asset protection about making sure that the parents never run out of money, or is it about protecting the inheritance of the, of the children? If, if you think about that, that's a true conflict of interest. Uh, and to me, I, th- I go back to the first priority. How do, I mean, we've earned this money. We, we have, have paid for our home. It's, our, it's an important resource that we have. So um, uh, is it, uh, 
should it not be used to take care of us first? You know, take care of ourselves, take care of our spouse, and hopefully we have something left for our children to enjoy after we're gone. It's all about those priorities and making sure that you've got documents in place to execute those priorities. If you need to schedule an appointment with Bill, be sure to go to WGALaw.com. There you could do that, or you can also call the office 919-256-7000, 919-256-7000. Or if you're interested in registering for the free webinars that Bill mentioned, you can do that by going to WGALaw.com. Just click on the Seminars button. It's free to do so. The next set of webinars is happening on Wednesday, January 12th, so be sure to register now. You can get your year off to a great start. WGALaw.com. Just click on that Seminars button at the top of the page. A quick break and back with more. You're listening to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander, and we will be right back. You're listening to Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander. Learn more about him online at WGALaw.com. WGALaw.com. Jason Kong here with Bill Alexander. Bill, we're talking about, again, these uh, critical conversations to have and follow-up conversations to have as well. Uh, yes, and of course, I want to end that by simply saying if your family finds that there is a, a real concern about uh, the potential for long-term care uh, costs in in the future, and for some folks it's near future, um, don't do anything without first getting the advice of an experienced elder law attorney, N- not your local general practitioner, not your local real estate attorney, but a true experienced elder law attorney because these are the issues that elder law attorneys study and know can can give you options. Some people think there's only one way to do it. Not true. Lots of options, lots of different circumstances. Everybody has a different circumstance, and you should get the option that's best for your family. Uh, and there's only one way to do that, and that's with the advice of an elder law attorney. So cannot stress that enough. Now, the the next thing, and, and I'm going to even give a little Medicaid piece here, uh, that, you know, we're in the last week of the year. So guess what? Um, there are certain actions that some of us need to take. Uh, and, and one of the questions, uh, and this relates to Medicaid, for instance, if I have a client who is approaching the need for uh, uh, nursing care and we're looking at Medicaid planning to preserve everything that they have, one question is, what about that IRA? Well, if it's a married couple, in other words, you got a husband and wife involved, uh, then uh, an IRA generally is not an issue. It can be converted into a non-countable asset. But if you are single with a retirement account, 
then you cannot effectively um, convert it to a non-countable asset for Medicaid planning purposes in order to preserve it. So uh, for those with a you know relatively smaller uh, retirement account, let's say something under a couple hundred thousand dollars, then if for a single person, sometimes the only way to do Medicaid planning is to liquidate the account and pay the tax. So if you're in one of those categories and you get the advice of your elder law attorney, oftentimes the best course of action is to start liquidating that account earlier and paying the tax. And of course, I always talk to folks about how they might take more out of their retirement account, prepay the tax at a lower tax rate because you're doing it over a period of years, and then converting it into a Roth IRA, which basically means it will still grow income tax-free, and then whenever you need it, you take it out income tax-free. Well, you can't beat that. So the question is, how do you move from a—I mean, how do you go— Uh, uh, and maintain a low tax rate. Because obviously, if you take out $100,000 in one year, you're going to push yourself into a higher tax rate. So I always look at the tax brackets to see what I can do to help people, how much they can take in terms of not increasing their tax bracket. Um, and, of course, uh, there are other things that you can do when you, you use a retirement account as well. But Roth conversion planning is an important thing that lots of us should be considering for a lot of different reasons. Um, I, I just And I'll give you a good example of this, Jason. I, I had a client in this week. And their combined marital income, they were both retired, of course, and they had pretty good income. And so uh, their joint income was right around $80,000. Okay, so now they have a standard deduction that's close to $30,000. It's less than that, but it's in that ballpark. So in essence, they have taxable income of a, a little over $50,000. And, and of course, uh, the husband has a pretty nice retirement account. And so uh, because it's $80,000 uh, or 50 taxable income, they're in the 12% tax bracket. That's very low, which is really nice to be in that tax bracket. And so the question is, can should they be doing IRA conversions? The answer is, Clearly, yes, because their tax bracket goes up to a little over $80,000. So in essence, they could take an extra thirty or close to $30,000, convert it to a Roth at 12% tax. Well, you say, oh, I don't want to pay tax. Well, the question is not whether you want to pay tax. The question is, how much tax do you want to pay? Do you want to pay at 12% or 20% or higher? Or I mean, the next tax bracket after 12 is actually 22%. A big jump. Now, here's one thing that people don't realize. If the husband dies, the wife's income will be almost the same. 
her income will be, I mean, she'll lose about $10,000, so her income will be about $70,000 when she loses her husband. Guess what? She'll be in the 22% bracket because the 12% bracket ends a little over $40,000. So now every required minimum distribution from that retirement account is taxed at what rate? 22%. So in essence, because they didn't pre-plan to pay at 12% and convert it over to a Roth, which reduces your required minimum distribution each year because of that, you know, those are pretty significant numbers in terms of tax. And of course, the other thing is most people do estate planning. Why? For their children. Well, guess what? When the children inherit a traditional retirement account, they're normally in their highest tax bracket. They're in their highest earning years, and now they're required to take all of it within 10 years of your death. That's 11 tax years for most people, but they're required to take it. So guess what? You're pushing them into a higher tax bracket than there already are. So if you really want to do some good planning, you got to figure out when's the best time to use your your money. And you'd be surprised how many spouses end up in a higher tax bracket when they when they lose their spouse. It's a very, very common thing. So that's why getting some good professional advice can be so important. But there are a whole lot of other tax planning issues too, because you know, for anyone who is near the standard deduction in terms of their um, potential, um, item, you know, being able to itemize, because there are an awful lot of folks who used to itemize who r- really can't anymore because some of the limitations on the deductions now. But there are an awful lot of us who are near that line. And for any of us who are near that line, one of the easiest things we can do is we can push our itemized deductions into one tax year, like this tax year. Or we push them into the next year and take the standard deduction this year. So every other year... We take the standard deduction one year and the itemized deduction the next year. Now, there's some easy ways to do that. Obviously, you can do your charitable planning, you know, in terms of doubling up one year and then not uh, contributing the next year. You can also pay your property taxes in, guess what, January rather than December. So in essence, you could pay your property taxes, doubling it up, paying it in January of next year, and then in December of next year, doubling that up. And that may assist you as well. So there, what I'm getting at is there are a lot of different ways of, uh, uh, of pushing deductions into one year uh, and then taking the standard deduction the, the next year. And that can save you thousands of dollars by doing it that way. Uh, and so the real key is, do you have a lot of itemized deductions where you're near the standard deduction? And if you are, then that's a technique that you can use to lower uh, your taxes. And for those of us who are over 70 and a half, and if we have a standard a, a regular IRA, you know, a, a, a traditional IRA, 
And assuming that we tithe to the church or we make contributions to our favorite uh, charity, a significant contribution, then we should do it directly from our IRA custodian, at least to the degree of our required minimum distribution, because giving uh, pre-tax money to our church or charity is smarter than giving after-tax money to our church or charity. Our church or charity pays no income tax on that, and we don't pay any income tax on money that goes from our retirement account to our an IRA to our church or charity. We just have to keep the um, uh, receipts and, and show that that's where it came from so that we don't pay the income tax on that required minimum distribution. And that can save a couple thousand dollars or more for a lot of folks to do it that way. You have options, but it's important to be able to look ahead and see what would be best for you if you want to get a hold of an experienced elder law attorney, get a hold of Bill. Go to WGALaw.com to schedule an appointment to speak with him, or you can call the office 919-256-7000, Seven thousand, or again online at wgalaw.com. That's also where you can register for Bill's free webinars covering the subjects of long-term care assistance as well as trust and asset protection planning. Go to wgalaw.com to learn more and click on that seminars button if you're interested in attending one of Bill's free webinars happening on Wednesday, January 12th. Taking a quick break, but we'll be right back. You're listening to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander, and we will be right back. listening to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. Be sure to go online to WGALaw.com to learn more. WGALaw.com to learn more about Bill. I'm Jason Kong here with Bill Alexander. And Bill, as you mentioned earlier, we're uh, just a week away from 2022. Kind of hard to believe, but that also means it's time for resolutions. Well, it's certainly, uh, this is the week that we really do need to sit down and think about the things that we can change, you know, in terms of resolutions. And so it's the time to be thinking about uh, the resolutions that we want to make and hopefully maintain. You know, one of the things that's so funny about the health clubs is that they get an awful lot of people to sign up in January who quit in February. <laughs> and so, you know, the, the, the first thing about a resolution that I would say to any of us that it, it, if to be successful with any resolution, it's about baby steps. You know, it's not about a wholesale change in our life. Uh, It is about taking a step that we can actually do and accomplish. 
I mean, to me, uh, uh, the accomplishment of a resolution uh, is the real uh, key. Uh, and so uh, what I would say is keep your resolutions reasonable, uh, doable, uh, and to the degree that you take a small step. And it may be that if you take a small step, then going down whatever path you're going it may be that in a few months that you can actually take a second step. And if you've done that, man, you've really accomplished something. But, um, and it may be some things where we need to resolve to be more forgiving uh, or being kinder or uh, making sure that family members know that we're thinking of them, that, that we love them and that we actually tell them that. Um, it, those are important, more important than people realize. Uh, and and uh, sometimes it's a matter of communicating. And, and I will say, at least in my experience, men have a more difficult time uh, than women do. You know, women talk to their friends and the whole pit, uh, or at least the, the lion's share of them do. And men sometimes don't. They don't have somebody that they really can talk to. Hopefully they can talk to their spouse, but oftentimes we clam up. <laughs> so, you know, uh, that can be uh, just just to be able to share more with others can be something. But, I'll, you know, and I'll always talk about budget because the most important thing, and this is true for young people and older folks, is living below your means, which basically means that every paycheck you're saving money, at least a little bit, and putting it aside where it doesn't, where you don't see it, it's an automatic savings, is one of the smartest things people can do because you can't get ahead ever without living within your means, and that means spending less than you make. And the only way to do that is to know what you make, how, how much you have to spend, and budget it out uh, it, so that you can uh, stay on that course. Because uh, we'll, no matter what we do, we'll always cheat. <laughs> we will always have a time where we need to spend a little extra. But if, if we are good about budgeting and spending less than we make, we will, over time, be in really, really good financial shape. Now, the most important asset we have always, what is it, Jason? What's our most important asset? Our health. No question about it. If you don't believe it, ask somebody who doesn't have good health, and they'll tell you, Gee whiz, I would give all this up if I'd simply had good health. And so, you know, it's a that that can be easy. It, for a lot of folks, uh, you know, don't miss an annual uh, checkup with your doctor. Um, it, you know, people don't. A lot of folks don't realize how important it is to go to your dentist and have good dental health because your your teeth can screw up the rest of your body and a lot of folks don't realize it it's not just about your teeth it's about the rest of your body so if you don't go to your dentist twice a, uh, a year you're making a huge mistake on that too uh, the same thing's true with a, a, a for folks to see a dermatologist uh, and because you'd be surprised how many of us have 
uh, problems uh, with skin cancer and the like. And, you know, going to a dermatologist regularly is important. But if you have issues, uh, you know, blood pressure, glucose, uh, you know, whatever, there are things that you can do to correct that or at least help it and push it in the right direction. And that's what resolutions are all about. Yeah, health is certainly number one. And again, making those small steps can make a big difference and make the transition to bigger steps a lot easier as well. Don't forget, go to WGALaw.com if you want to learn more about Bill or schedule an appointment to speak with him. We're taking a quick break, but we'll be right back. You're listening to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander, and we will be right back. This is Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. Don't forget, you can schedule an appointment to speak with Bill by going to WGALaw.com. Start your 2022 off right. Get your planning in order. Schedule an appointment to speak with him. Go to WGALaw.com. Or you can also start your year off right by attending one of Bill's free webinars. Again, WGALaw.com is the place to go. Click on the Seminars button at the top of the page or call 919-256-7000. 919-256-7000. We are out of time for today. We hope you have a wonderful Christmas and we will see you or talk to you again in 2022. Have a wonderful day. You've been listening to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. <music>